is the opening line. Welcome back to the opening line with us here on Pinnacle. We are approaching week five of the new NFL season, which has been superb so far, it has to be said. Um, I'm James Gregg, and now time to round up the action so far, as well as looking ahead to the next month or so's play in the NFL and find the edge in the betting markets. Who better then than Pinnacle Regular and NFL data expert, Eric Eager. Welcome to Eric. Um, The way this podcast is going to work is in four little mini sections. We'll start off by rounding up what we've seen so far, then we'll talk teams and players to watch. Week five plays and predictions, of course, and any standout matches, and then a final section on college football. The best odds as ever are found at pinnacle.com and there's so much to get your teeth stuck into on there. So Eric, uh, let's get into it. Um, First of all, uh, how have the opening four rounds panned out from a betting perspective, but also from an on-field quality perspective and, and also any injuries that could impact the markets as well? Well, you know, I think it's been an interesting one in that, you know, the the on-field play has been mostly good, but we have not seen uh, rookie quarterbacks have the sort of, uh, you know, uh, standout play that we've seen in the past. You know, Justin Herbert last year was fantastic. Joe Burrow was pretty good as well. Um, Even Jalen Hurts had his moments. This season so far, we've seen up and down play at best from Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, uh, uh, Justin Fields, um, and Zach Wilson. And we're finally getting Trey Lance starting this week for the Niners. So that was that has been interesting. There's been an influx of talent at the position so far that hasn't materialized itself in the way of uh, you know upper tier play the way it has in previous seasons with some of these younger quarterbacks. So that, that's something to look out for as we move forward. Um, home field advantage has also been. Uh, basically nothing this year. Uh, it was basically nothing in 2019. And, and so 2020, when it was basically nothing, we, we all attributed that to COVID, but maybe it's something more fundamental in the marketplace. What are the thoughts of you on the Packers start to the campaign, by the way, because they were your preseason Super Bowl pick at 13.1 on Pinnacle when we last spoke. When was that? About a month ago, we did the podcast here on the opening line. So what are your thoughts on how they've got off to to the season? Yeah, so week one, they got off to a really bad start. Um, They lost, uh, you know, a pretty bad game to New Orleans uh, by multiple scores. But since then, uh, they've won and covered the spread um, every single game. Um, their current odds to win the Super Bowl are, are plus uh, 1258. So kind of a little bit, basically about as expensive as they were uh, going into the season. Um, so they kind of stayed pat. Um, interestingly, as I talked about, I, I also talked about their division odds, something around minus 150, 160 is what I like them at. Um, in starting three and one, but also having the division start, Chicago starting two and two, uh, Detroit starting zero and four, and Minnesota starting one and three. Green Bay are now minus four thirty three uh, to win uh, the uh, the NFC North, and, and so you're getting you got substantial value there in betting them to win the division, uh, even though they had a really tough first first game of the season. So there's been a lot of uh, a good movement on them. The question moving forward is, you know, can they uh, sustain it with a lot of injuries? 
series was, uh, you know, uh, I tweeted out this, this, uh, this uh, list of their targets. They're very, uh, they're a very fragile team, 122 targets throwing the football and 45 of them to Devonte Adams. Right. So, uh, you know, just like biodiversity is good for an ecosystem. Diversity is good for a passing game. The Packers don't have it. So uh, they, they, they probably need to spread it out a little bit more, but for now uh, it's sort of working to the tune of three and one. And uh, by the way, you talk about tweeting stuff out. Your Twitter handle is at PFF underscore Eric on Twitter. And there's loads of insight on there. It's got to be said. And uh, as ever, you can go to pinnacle.com for all the odds. Um, You mentioned bad starts to the season, Eric. Can the Chiefs afford any more losses realistically in, in a bid to make the playoffs? They were, they were, they were low odds beforehand. I mean, what, what, what's it look like from your perspective? Yeah, they were in that minus, you know, depending upon the book, but I think at Pinnacle, like minus 300 or so to win the division, they're now minus 105. So they're still a favorite to win the AFC West. Um, You know, we actually have them a lot lower. We have Kansas City at about 36% uh, to win the AFC West, um, a 72% chance to make the playoffs that drops um, to, in, into the 60s. Um, if they were to lose this game Sunday night against Buffalo, it's two and a half, three-point favorites on Pinnacle. So that that is a, you know, it has been a tougher road for them. Prior to this season, they had not been in uh, anything other than first place in their division since Barack Obama was president of the United States. So that was a long time ago. Uh, they hadn't had a losing record since 2015. Um, you know, so they had not dealt with poor starts before. Um, you know, they got a big, they got a win against Philadelphia. Philadelphia is not a great team. I think the true test is to whether or not they'll continue to their, their sort of dominance in the AFC and the AFC West specifically. Uh, will come, you know, against Buffalo, the team that we have uh, with the highest probability of winning the Super Bowl in the AFC right now. Talking of AFCs, AFC North, you picked out the Browns to win. Are you still back in Cleveland there, Eric, from what you've seen so far in the in the first five weeks or so? Yeah, I think so right now. Um, Baltimore, so they were plus, you know, Cleveland was in that plus 150 or so range. Uh, maybe 140 when I said so on the first show. They're plus 119 now, so a little bit of value there. A lot of that's being sucked up by the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially Pittsburgh, who last season won the division. They're now plus about they're about 24 to one to win the division now at one and three. The Ravens are still the favorite in that division at plus 106, but obviously the race is tightening a little bit with both teams being three and one. Um, you know, the issue with Cleveland is their quarterback uh, outside of week one has not played well, um, but they still have won football games showing sort of the strength of the entire team, um, you know, collectively. I'm just wondering, actually, you're talking about the divisional markets and a bit of value here, a bit of value there. Is that probably the best place to still, you know, is, is that the best market to follow the divisional market in, in terms of getting the edge for, for our betters? It could be. I think the issue is, is you do want to make sure um, nowadays that, you know, a lot of days now you, you have a bunch of teams that are laying more than two fi- minus 250 um, on the markets that, you know, sometimes a lot of the power is consolidated really early and there's no value unless you see one of these long shots coming from behind. So, for example, um, you know, in the AFC East, Buffalo is already minus 700 almost, right? You look at the uh, AFC South, uh, Tennessee's minus 251. AFC West, uh, as I said, is pretty uh, close. But the NFC East, Dallas is minus 320. NFC North, Green Bay is minus 433. 
in the NFC South, uh, Tampa Bay is minus 400. So like you have half of the divisions in the NFL where the betting markets have made one team a clear favorite. You, you sort of have to look at these other ones and say, and, you know, whether it's your stimulation or whether it's your, your wit and intuition, you know, look at some of the divisions that are maybe a little bit more even and bet them, bet some teams at plus money price. So for example, Seattle right now is plus 446 to win the NFC West. They have a big game tonight against Los Angeles Rams, who are plus 158. If you think Seattle's going to win this game tonight, that has value long-term uh, if you want to tie your money up in the division futures. Well, LA Rams have impressed so far, and we'll, we'll come on to that in, in a second. You actually were talking about uh, Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, Justin Fields a minute ago. Uh, Devonta Smith, another name to throw in there. Who, who's impressed the most out of those rookies, Eric? Because, you yeah. know, in, if we're talking, we'll come on to sort of teams to watch in just a second. I don't know, we're constantly talking about teams to watch, so that, that seems strange. But in terms of, of rookies coming through, a lot of people like to try and do that because there is a bit of value there sometimes. Yeah, Devontae Smith is leading the NFL in, in air yards caught uh, by wide receivers, which is a, a really good thing, especially given their uncertainty at the quarterback position. Micah Parsons has played multiple positions for the Dallas Cowboys, leading the team uh, in pressures. We had, had a game against the Chargers where he had the most pressures uh, among rookies in the history of our database. So he's played well. Um, those are two, two players to really look at moving forward uh, in, in the rookie uh, group. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. Interesting to know. Um, surprise team of the season so far. Sort of pick a team out because we are coming towards the midpoint, really, of the regular season. I want to know um, who's who's been the surprise package, really, so far for you. Yeah, I can't remember if I said, said this on this show or, or another show, but I, did, I had the Raiders over seven. It was six and a half wins at Pinnacle for a long time, you know, in that minus 150 range. I had the Raiders at over that. Um, I now have them. They're three and one. I have them now with a projected 10 wins. So that's uh, at least a, you're, you're getting the best of it at that point. Um, they have the seventh hardest schedule remaining, which is an issue for them. 61% chance to make a tough ASC in the playoffs. That's a surprise team, I would say. But, you know, uh, relative to price, they've been surprising, not necessarily surprising to me, surprising bad. I think, you know, you have to look, um, you know, at, you know, maybe a Miami Dolphins team right now who's one in three, they had an injury at quarterback, but you know, they bought into a backup quarterback that was supposedly good. You know, they're a team after 10 wins last year, you know, we have them slated for 6.4 wins now, but they have the 31st most difficult schedule moving forward. So maybe they can catch a, a run of good, uh, play there um, against four opponents. Washington football team also win total of eight and a half going into the season. They have the hardest schedule moving forward. So even though they started two and two, we have them just with a projected win total of 7.1. Right. Okay. Hey, that's interesting. That is interesting. That is that is interesting. I mean, let's, let's look at this weekend, um, Eric. We'll move on uh, to week five plays and predictions. We are recording this prior to week five. So if you are discovering this, just after that, well, uh, sorry, you know, just skip through this bit. Um, or also just see uh, how right we were re- retrospectively uh, here on the Pinnacle podcast opening line. Game uh, game week five in the NFL. So just looking at some of the games. So LA Rams, Seattle Seahawks, that'll probably have been played by the time this podcast goes out. But other than that, we've got um, New York Jets, Atlanta Falcons, that's Sunday. And then after that, you've got Denver Broncos, Pittsburgh Steelers, Philadelphia Eagles, Panthers, um, trying to think of some of the, well, the Packers, 
um, are, are at uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. The Monday night football game is Buffalo Bills at the Chiefs and Indianapolis Colts against the Baltimore Ravens. That's Tuesday the 12th. So if you are discovering this late, you might still have a chance of uh, finding some value there. Uh, pick out a selection for us, Eric, then, of the most intriguing fixtures. And obviously, it goes without saying, the ones with the most value in. Yeah, I think the New Orleans Saints going to Washington and laying two. Now it's it's an expensive two on Pinnacle, but you know twos aren't worth as much. I'd probably like it until it got to three. Uh, New Orleans just lost a home game to the New York Giants, who were previously winless. Whereas the Washington Football Team just went on the road and won a comeback win uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Washington Football Team were a team that, as we talked about earlier, were overvalued on the betting market going into the year at eight and a half wins. This is one where I think New Orleans. Um, you're buying them a little bit low uh, and you can get a good value here on, on the saints as they go to Washington. Another game that I like um, as far as uh, you know, uh, total is concerned. I like the Cleveland Browns going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. The, the total on the game is 47. I think that game should go over. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are without their middle linebacker for the rest of the season. They're also a team that surrenders a decent amount of run game. Cleveland, as much as Baker Mayfield has struggled, is a very good uh, you know run offense. And then the last one that I like, I think the best pick for the week, um, is the San Francisco 49ers getting five. Now, uh, this is trended more towards four and a half. You know, I would take it all the way to four. Um, but the San Francisco 49ers, this was a pick em in the look-ahead lines going into the season. It was two and a half on the look-ahead line just going into last week. And, and after the Cardinals blew out the Rams and the Niners struggled against the Seahawks at home, had to switch quarterbacks. This has ballooned out to five and a half and now back down to five. I think you're still getting a lot of value on the 49ers uh, as the markets trend. So a little bit on Niners plus five, a little bit on Niners plus 189 on Pinnacle, to me, I think are the best bets of the week. But is there a bit of a concern there, though, with the with the Niners, you know, form? I mean, surely if people are looking at picking that one up, they're thinking, well, hey, you know, that, that's they're, they're coming into this off that off the back of last weekend. So, is that is that really the right move? You know, just just sort of why is the value there, Eric? If you don't mind. Well, I, right. I think well, for one, I think it's just a good matchup. So the Arizona Cardinals linebackers are all poorly graded by PFF in the run game. The Niners are a team that exploits bad linebackers better than every other team in the NFL. Trey Lance is a running quarterback for whom the Arizona Cardinals don't have much tape. Um, and so it should, the San Francisco 49ers should be able to score. Uh, and then with the Cardinals, you're just dealing with a little bit of regression. Um, you know, right now we have Arizona basically about four points better than the average team on a neutral field. Um, San Francisco 1.5, even after everything we've seen. So that basically two and a half point differential, you know, you add a little bit of home field, which is about, you know, let's say, you know, this year about one, maybe one and a half points. That makes the true number about four. So you are getting a good value. Um, there and then you add in all the situational stuff, which is Arizona is coming off a big win. You have a letdown spot. San Francisco, um, you know, has the allure of a new starting quarterback in there. Um, Kyle Shanahan, I think, is a lot better uh, as the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers in Arizona, uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, so to me, I think that that is where you can find value. Um, and, and it's sort of the normal sort of standard handicapping things, where it's again. All, you know, a letdown spot, uh, San Francisco, you know, sort of going into a buy, that type of thing, uh, will all work in the Niners' favor. 
And that's good. You know, these are things that actually people should be factoring in to lots of different games. You know, you want to be looking at all the different variables that you mentioned, Eric, which is um, excellent. But before we wrap things up, and it's been a a short episode, but we've gleaned a lot of information from our NFL data expert uh, with Pinnacle, Eric Eager. We talked college football on our opening episode of the season, didn't we? Alabama joint favourites with Georgia at 2.75 to win the national championship with us at Pinnacle. Any other contenders? I'm thinking Ohio State or Oregon. I mean, where where are you looking, Eric? Yeah, I think, you know, George is probably a little overrated right now, being kind of on par with Alabama. I think plus 160 is the right price for Alabama. I just think a lot of these other teams should have a little bit more of a shot. Oklahoma at 15 to one is probably the best bet on the board, given they're still undefeated. And if they say so, they'll have, you know, sort of uh, a spot in the college football playoff and they have a quarterback in Spencer Rattler uh, and a head coach in Mason uh, Riley that's uh, um, Lincoln Riley, who is, is innovative. And, and so um, they're rounding into form. It's his third quarterback in as many years, actually fourth quarterback in as many years, I believe the no, third quarterback in four years. And so I think they're rounding in the form a little bit. Ohio State at 10 to 1, they need to basically win out for it to make sense. So I, I don't know if necessarily I'd buy in there. But I do think, you know, if you could find, you know, a price on the no for Georgia to, to sort of win the college football playoff, that's probably a good bet. Um, but I would stay away from them. They're just not good enough at the quarterback position to be reliably, uh, you know, anything short of a 2 to 1 team uh, to win the college football playoff. But the, so why are the why are the bookies so scared of them, Eric? I'm trying to work out. I mean, we at Pinnacle have have got them joint favourites, so there must be something. What is it? Come on, I, I can't work. I can't work this out. Then if, if they're so obviously underrated, uh, overrated, what's that all about? Well, I mean, it's it's the way in which they've gone about it, right? So they held Clemson. You know, Clemson's made the college football playoff a number of years in a row. They held Clemson to three points. Uh, UAB was actually a very good group of five team. They beat them 56 to seven. They beat South Carolina 40 to 13. And then they beat, beat Vanderbilt 62 to nothing. And then Arkansas, previously the eighth best team in the country, according to the polls, they beat them 37 to nothing. So you're looking at a team that has given up 23 points in, in five games. So defense in, in many people's view wins championships. You know, you look at sort of what has happened since Clemson has been a very poor offense all year, no matter who they've played. Um, so that win and that, you know, smothering of them doesn't necessarily look that impressive. South Carolina, UAB and Vanderbilt are not great teams offensively. Um, and Arkansas has had their day. Um, but again, uh, they're not necessarily the best offense in the world. The, where, where I get into a question mark for them is what happens when they play Florida and Florida can score some points. Um, do they have quarterback play that can overcome mistakes? And, and, you know, when they play Alabama, possibly in the college football playoff, can they overcome mistakes? Because those to me are the questions that they have to answer. And, and with the quarterback play that they have, um, you know, with JT Daniels, but also Stenson, ben, uh, Stenson Bennett, like, I just don't necessarily know if they have the consistency there to reliably be a favorite. You know what? This is great insight. I love that because there'll be a lot of people who are going, oh, look at Georgia and looking at their results, like you just said, and probably, you know, having put back in them. So this is this is good. Uh, this is where we like to. Any, what, any other sort of value contenders? And all, all, well, like you've gone through the value contenders. Are there any of the best bets to sort of keep our eyes on over the next yeah. few weeks there? I can see your eyes light up as I ask you that question, Eric. 
Yeah, I think this week um, you have some good value on the board. Um, you know, I look at I look at Wisconsin against Illinois. Illinois is getting 11 points against the Wisconsin team that's now eliminated from all consideration. I, I like that bet. Um, you look at Iowa's laying one and a half. Iowa's a team that we've liked all year. Um, and, and against Penn State, um, you know, they get an extra day of rest. They're only laying a point and a half. I would even take Iowa's, you know, Iowa minus 125 on the money line, uh, you know, as a bet as well. Um, you know, there are some pretty good ones on the board here. Michigan laying three and a half in Nebraska. Nebraska lost week one. Uh, you know, against Illinois, um, but since then have been fairly good. And so that's why I think they're, they're not laying, a, you know, they're not getting that many points at home against Michigan. I think Michigan handles business here and, and can cover that three and a half against Nebraska. So to me, I think there are some good values on the board, but also, you know, vis-a-vis how they affect the college football playoff, especially that Penn State, uh, Iowa game, uh, big implications there. Eric, it's always fascinating to get your insight because I think it actually does really influence what a lot of people who listen to these podcasts do and think in our betting market. Eric, thanks so much. We'll talk again in uh, a few weeks' time when we do the next episode um, of the Opening Line podcast with Pinnacle. Remember, more stuff from us in terms of betting and edge and insights at Pinnacle on Twitter and also Pinnacle.betting on Instagram and Pinnacle.com as always for all the latest betting insight and strategy as well as all of our odds as well. We're at Pinnacle Podcast, so follow to keep up to date on all our latest offerings on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Word of mouth is always great and also do a little plug for Eric's Twitter again, not that he needs it, he's got loads of followers at PFF underscore Eric on Twitter. At Odds Correct by the way, as we record this podcast Please gamble responsibly, but mainly thanks so much for listening. 